Start your day the KUAM way with our new streaming shows on Facebook Live each weekday. Here's your starting lineup. Mondays, we'll give you a glimpse into our morning meetings with the KUAM news team. Tuesdays, join our group chat with Chris Barnett. Wednesdays, it's crime time with the island's law enforcers. Thursdays, get the latest info with Dave Delgado, who's in the zone. And Fridays, we get Fit AF, fitness and fun. And the best part, all our shows are completely interactive, so you're directly part of the conversation. Join us Monday through Friday starting at 9 a.m. Start your day the KUAM way. Half a day. Welcome back to Boca Talks. We are part of the KUAM Podcast Network. Uh, we're happy to be here. This is season two. Season two, episode two, I think. Something like that. Yeah. I was uh I was sick last week, so I got, you know, something going on with my uh my throat and got the phlegm there a little bit, but I'm getting over that. Uh, but we're here today um, for Boca Talks. We are a podcast all about fitness and nutrition, tying in the two, talking about real life experiences, bringing on people that um, are kind of looked up to in the fitness nutrition world on Guam and using their voice as a way to get everybody that's interested in either losing weight, getting fit, living a healthy lifestyle, or experimenting with like different diets and, and, and everything. Just getting uh, giving them a voice and lis- listening to what um, our guests have to say about, about everything. Um, if you're not following us yet on soundcloud on spotify and on apple itunes um follow us subscribe to us we have a bunch of con- content not only boca boca talks but there's a whole bunch of other things on the k1 podcast network and super super uh interesting so uh, give us a follow and let us know what you guys think today we have a special special guest i've been trying to get with um with this person for a real long time he's to me one of the most well-respected fitness coaches, fitness instructors. Um, yeah. I, don't, I don't know what I your title know. is. Yeah. It's he Trainer. since I've since I've been in high school. This is a name I've been hearing forever. Uh, anybody that is a aspiring athlete on Guam should be working with this guy uh, for for many many reasons. And you see him on on Instagram posting all his stuff and really really interesting. And we'll talk about all of that. But I want to welcome Mr. Steve Oshiro to the podcast today. Welcome, man. Hey, thanks, Jess, and uh, thanks, Jess, and Hafidei uh, Guam, and just happy to be here to share knowledge and you know let you know you know a little bit about me and what makes me tick and yeah um, what sets you off (laughs) and what uh you know just you know the things i know and maybe you know uh that you don't know that uh, might be able to help you guys in your fitness journey in your training for athletics and whatnot so there's a lot of the guests that we have on right uh one of the main reasons why i was trying to look at you for a real long time is you have a wealth of knowledge on, on, I would say, not only physical fitness but nutrition as well, right? What what kind of started it off for you? Where where does where does Steve O'Shiro's story begin? Okay, so in the fitness industry, it was uh, um, back in the late two. I was always a, uh, what you would call a gym rat. So played high uh, played sports growing up, uh, karate, football. Um, and then like grew- karate, karate, like yeah, yeah, Kyokushin karate. So my brothers are black belts. We, we kind of do, you know. They did you do that here? Yeah, I did it here. Ah. And they're kind of, kind of um, that that kind of tapered off because my brothers were all off island uh, 
by the time I was in high school. And then um, out of high school, there were, like, not a whole lot of sports leagues for for football. Actually, it was, like, the men's league was, like, dead for four years. So I never played football. And then – so then I was just, like, lifting weights, you know, in the uh, at UOG Fieldhouse and then Gold's Open. And uh, the, the owners of Gold's, the Perez's, were really good friends of mine. So – course i switched gyms and uh started working out there so that's how it all started then eventually i started working at golds Mm -hmm. um uh you know i took over uh one of the managers position there and um then got started to get really involved and then i kind of figured out um that i could have a little bit more flexible schedule actually a lot more flexible Mm -hmm. schedule by just uh, doing personal training. So a lot of people were asking me to personal train. And I was at, I was a manager. It's kind of like frowned upon for the manager to also personal train because you kind of get, you know, you can take the best clients away and yeah, all that. Yeah. So I was just like a filler, you know, when, when, when uh, trainers couldn't make it uh, to a session, I would step in and, and cover the session for them. And so that's how I started training. And uh, I just, you know, what? what people, how old were you when this all happened? Oh man, I was already in my early thirties. Yeah, yeah. So I had a. Little, was this the the Golds at Mighty? Uh, actually, I was at Onward. That's where they put Onward. me first, and eventually, okay. yeah. Then I was managing uh, boats facilities. I don't remember Onward having a, a gym yeah. there. Yeah, there was a huge one right there where the old Jesse and Ruby's was. Maybe you're too young. That's how long that was. <laughs> how old like, are you? Third, I'm. I'm. I'll be fifty-one this year. Oh, that's not old. Yeah, yeah. So, that's prime. I'm older than, than than most of the gym rats. So, but yeah. So that was yeah. I was in my early early thirties. Okay. Yeah. When when that was going on. What kind so. of what kind of sports um, beside? Well, you, you mentioned karate, right? But yeah. what other things were you heavily involved in? So football from early age. Yeah. So like the minute I was like old enough to play organized football because uh, my dad was a big football fan so and then my dad my dad is like one of the first guys from uh, Hawaii to move to Guam so mm-hmm. you know like the Sharomas and all those guys from the Guam Eagles so that that was his crew okay and so they kind of um, I don't know if they actually brought organized football but they set up the leagues and stuff the first leagues and and my dad was heavily involved with that so all of us played football. what position did you play so initially, I was a lineman because I was like a super chubby kid. Okay. And then by the time uh, I was like got to like the midget division high school, I was playing um, middle linebacker defensive oh, wow. end. But even in high school, I was kind of small for that position. I was only playing that at like 155 pounds. So, but 155 at linebacker. Yeah. For the not high, it was a high school. High yeah. school. Yeah. High school. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah, that is yeah, right. So I don't, yeah, but I understood the game, so yeah. that's a thing. It's the advantage football. Were you were you more were you kind of on the athletic side or yeah, the very, bigger yeah, side? Yeah, no, I was already super. I was already training like strength training then. So yeah. uh, like maybe my freshman sophomore year, I hooked up with uh, this kid that was a mili- He was previously on Guam. He was actually my brother's good friend. Uh, and he was already bodybuilding, but he was also uh, he got into bodybuilding by crossing over from Olympic lifting. 
So he was teaching Olympic me all weightlifting. Yeah, 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 yeah. Olympic weightlifting to bodybuilding. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So he was. Yeah, I don't. You know, it's yeah. kind of weird, but he did both. Okay. There was really at the time no Olympic lifting here, but we were up at Anderson Air Force, the gym there, and that's where we used to train. So, so how I, did you go from? Did you go from football to bodybuilding? Yep, because like I said, so when, I, when I graduate, no, 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 yeah, kind of. He helped me out, and then he left for a while, and I met some other guys. And there was already a small bodybuilding scene mm-hmm. started. Benny Benny Crawford, so when that moved back, and my then wife's he, uncle. yeah, so he he organized everything, organized the very first chapter of uh, the IFBB. Mm-hmm. But so going back to how I got into bodybuilding, like competitively, was so in 1986 when I graduated. Um, the men's football league that they have now, which was like the MFL, I don't mm-hmm. know what it's called now. But uh, so there was like it died for a little while. So there was like there was like four or five year hiatus where there was no men's football. So I wasn't playing, so I couldn't play football. So I was just like lifting weights, right, going okay. to school and working part time, this and that. So that's how I started. And then it's just that it kind of just grew on me. Yeah. And by the time. Uh, football got reintroduced for the men's, you know, for the men's league. You went back into that? No, I didn't even try because I was like, I was already, I was working full time then, going to school uh, full time, and then trying to, you know, Just play football to. was like wasn't. I mean, because I got thrust into like a pretty, uh, like. Man, like a managerial position at my job was, mm-hmm. was at Lupang Beach Club. I was like worked long hours, so I yeah. wouldn't be able to make practices, work weekends. And then if you got hurt, it's yeah, those. then that's the other yeah. thing. Yeah, I had friends playing who got hurt, and then they, you know, they wouldn't be. In fact, I don't know if you know Carlos Titano. He ended up working for me for a little while because he couldn't work anywhere else. So yeah. he was just sitting there writing out tickets on the beach for people to renting equipment because that's all he could do. Yeah, because he got hurt. Yeah. yeah. That's always a scary part. Yeah. That's why, like, me and my friends, we always have this uh, this joke. We play, you know, a lot. some of them play football, some of them play yeah. rugby, and they're like, how come you don't play this year? I'm like, dude, I can't afford to get hurt. Yeah. If I get hurt, that I'm, I'm done. Yeah. You know, too old for that. But uh, let's talk about your bodybuilding career. How How was that for you? Like, was it one of the to me it's one of the most not not to say complicated but it's one of the sports that you got to be super 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 dedicated to there's like yeah. for me there's no gray area in that and when exactly. i first started lifting weights and i was looking at that i was like yeah there's no way i'm gonna be that dedicated and anyone who does bodybuilding i have the most respect for because i i know it's that hard yeah because it's like it's really a 24-7, you know. Yeah, and it's a sport all, yeah. in, all on its own. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, there are a lot of people like to say it's a lifestyle. But, yeah, so what, what you don't, like, nutrition plays a huge part of it, even in the off-season, mm-hmm. right? It's like you're going to see guys that eat relatively clean, they're, but they're not on a contest calorie-cutting diet. But those guys are the ones that put on nice lean muscle tissue and are not having to dump 40 50 60 pounds to make their weight class right and these guys you know they're losing like maybe 20 25 pounds over a 16 to 20 week uh contest prep yeah those guys are good so if you're consistent and dedicated enough to do that you know you're gonna make really good progress is there really an off season uh, depends how, how competitive you want to be, right? But generally, like, I mean, on Guam, we only, we only have one show. Mm-hmm. But, uh, 
like if you're competing in the states, the 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 off season is normally um, right after like the contest kind of tamed down after September. And then the very last big national show is in November. There's mm-hmm. very little shows like in December, January, right? But then wouldn't that be where the most work comes in? Yeah, so that's right? where they're training. But it's also holiday time, right? A lot of people just yeah. just go crazy. But uh, and then the season picks up like like late February, March, April. That's, you got a lot of like um, uh, state-level, local-level shows mm-hmm. that uh, people are trying to – you know, win or or place high enough that they'll get an invite to one of the bigger the national big shows. shows yeah. What did it for you? What what made you want to get into bodybuilding? Oh, there was just really nothing for me to do, and I, I always enjoyed lifting weights, right? Yeah. So, uh, and then I mean, there's always a you know a vanity side to it. You know, you start seeing improvements. You're like yeah. the way you love. You, you get kind of hooked yeah. on. It's like yeah. addicting when you're 21, 22 yeah. years old, and you know. You want to hang out at the beach, not ashamed to <laughs> right? So impress all the chicks. Hey, uh, I got yeah. twelve so, abs. So yeah, that's what started it, and then it's pretty much been. I've always lifted, you know, maybe not competitively. I, I did it for like my early twenties. I was competing a lot. How far did you get? Um, never. So at the time, the way bodybuilding structurally was organized, it was like we were part of the IFBB. And we had our own Guam chapter mm-hmm. of the IFBB. And then in the States, they had uh, what's known as the MPC. They were the uh, the affiliate to the IFBB world okay. Okay. side. So we weren't allowed to compete in the MPC back then. Uh, now they can. They've kind of just eliminated all that. So um, I had to compete regionally here. So... You know, against uh, people in the South Pacific, Tahiti, um, whatever, New Caledonia. Were all the um, a lot of the the competitions held here? Uh, we hosted several, yeah, yeah, yeah. and okay. then a lot of them we had to fly to. It got expensive, you know, just like the SPG. It's crazy getting there. When when you're working with. Um well, for you, knowing the bodybuilding world and then also knowing the fitness world, right, mm-hmm. and athleticism in general, are they, is there a big gap between that, performance versus aesthetics? Uh, I think so, and I see that, like, in, uh, when, the, when the MMA scene was, like, huge here mm-hmm. a little while back, a lot of PXCs and stuff, you'd see, like, a lot of people just not like early 2000s yeah like yeah. not understanding how to train right yeah they're still training like bodybuilding bodybuilding style yeah. right single joint stuff mm-hmm. and uh single joint movements and not a lot of you know multi-joint multi-planner yeah. uh exercises but. i think that's what i appreciate with a lot of the posts that you put out on on yeah. instagram is that you're yeah you show the basic movements the deadlifts yeah. the, um, the the curls whatever right anything that someone can go and do in the gym but then you get your athletes and then you have them work on lateral movements yeah. uh, auxiliary work yeah. stuff that doesn't necessarily target the major muscles but works yeah. everything yeah. you know and I don't think a lot of people have that appreciation for that they yeah. kind of see it and they're like what does that do so like um, was it today or last night you had uh, Brogan mm-hmm. working she was holding yeah, a band so on one doing, side, and she was doing a bottom up kettlebell press. Yeah, yeah. so with yeah. with the resistance on another side. Yeah, right? that was just to force her to maintain a tall posture yeah. right, without leaning over. So a lot of people will let their the energy leak by mm-hmm. 
leaning right there because they're all offset in that yeah thing. so yeah it so. it's it always amazes me because you'll you look at the weight and you're like oh that doesn't look like a lot but if you understand it you're like yeah. dude that's super hard yeah you know so. it is and so i think that's what people need like with anything whatever you're training for there's got to be some goal right if it's yeah. bodybuilding of course you're going to train bodybuilding style right because mm-hmm. it's at Aesthetics. You want to make muscles as you know as big aesthetically as possible, versus somebody like Brogan, MMA, MMA person, or Frank. Right? It's like yeah, they need they need to be strong. They also need to be able to transfer that strength, you know, in their movement. Right? Mm-hmm. Make it more functional. Yeah, for them. yeah. So um, you have to you have to train for that. That doesn't come by just you know yeah just strength training alone i, I like right? that Let, let's let's uh, touch on that more so again performance-based athletes versus aesthetic athletes right big difference in the in the way you would train them yeah yeah so if somebody came to you right and you've been in this for a long <coughs> time uh, well sought out sought out uh fitness instructor fitness coach whatever it is mm. what's what's one thing you're asking them like, what's the first thing you ask them? Like, hey, Steve, I want to work with you to uh, to work out. Well, what program do you put me on? So, first thing I'm going to do is like, uh, yeah, it's pretty pretty technical. So, like, if it's a football player, if I don't know anything about it, it was like, you know, I I understand what you know what sort of training, but I also got to go in a little more depth. Like, what mm-hmm. position do you play, right? Yeah. Uh, because if they're a what do they call that? You know, uh, I know they give them a crazy name when they list them, like uh, from the from the linemen are are one thing, right? Yeah. So it's like the other the other positions they call them something else. The the, the, the backs or yeah, the, the backs and the defensive, the yeah, defensive, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, yeah, the, those guys, you know, they move so, a lot more, and so you, so linemen yeah. versus. Uh, secondary, yeah, right. So, yeah. They're going to be different, yeah. different yeah. kind of workouts for yeah. you. Yeah. What, what about someone that? Okay. Do you think that there's a there's a mix up or confusion with people who want to perform as an athlete, but then may want to look a certain way? Yeah, I think a lot of people are, are like that now, right? But and there's nothing wrong with that. Actually, I, I mean, even. If I was 100% committed, knowing what I know today, I would still train bodybuilding style because I like that. Yeah. I like the way it makes you feel, you know, the way it makes you look. But I would still do, and if you're a real gym rep, you know, because it also takes away some of the monotony of doing that stuff, mm-hmm. right? I would add in a couple of days of functional fitness. Yeah. And I still like because I like the way that makes me feel, too. That gets the heart rate up and all that stuff makes me move and yeah. feel better the whole, you know. I'm kind of so, that same way. Like I, yeah. I still like, like I was doing CrossFit for a real long time, and now I, I hardly do any CrossFit. Mm-hmm. You know, it's more cardio stuff or just a straight up. Like I like I like bodybuilding stuff. So mm-hmm. I'll do bench press and I'll do curls and I'll do pull ups and stuff like that. Just <coughs> you know, simple things. I, I like sticking to the basics. Yeah. But throwing in those things every once in a while, I, I like it too. Yeah. You know. So for the, like for the the athletes that I do train, we still do like the basic lifts. Yeah. I still have them bench. Uh, still have them deadlift. Still have them squat. But on on days where we're doing like accessory or I I call it ancillary work, mm-hmm. that's where we're we're changing the type of squats. You yeah, know? you know. For I always five, feel like when that happens, yeah. it's uh I'm I'm more sore. 
Yeah. You know, like I'm like next day I wake up I'm like holy crap, what the hell did I do? Yeah. You know, I'd be more sore than I did if I was just deadlifting or squatting. Yeah, because you you end up using all those mm-hmm. little, you know, yeah. the ancillary muscles too that help stabilize and stuff. Yeah. So, so um, with a lot of the people that you work with, is it only? top level athletes nope it's still those are the ones that don't mind me sharing Posting, stuff yeah but i still say 80 percent of my clientele is average joe or jane yeah and a lot of them i make them do the same thing you know sometimes they see some stuff and if i think they can handle handle it or maybe even you know if i you know scale it back mm-hmm. uh they'll do something it makes them feel good you know when they're hey hey i did the same thing frank camacho did or the, I yeah. did the same thing brogan walker did yeah right Hey everybody, and what is going on? Jason Salas here with KUM Digital, and I'm going to get you right back to your show in just a moment, but I am popping in to let you know about the amazing opportunities you have to sell your brand, get customers for your service, or promote your event on all our library of podcasts on the KUM Podcast Network. Our shows have global distribution and are sent to all the major podcast directories and devices, from mobile phones and tablets to laptops and smart speakers to integrated TVs and all on demand. By running an audio ad on the KUM Podcast Network, you'll guarantee timely exposure and market penetration for your stuff and see immediate results no matter what your end game or actionable items are. You want to drive downloads for a cool new app that you've built? Done. Want to see your restaurant gain an instant surge in foot traffic? Easy peasy, man. Does your business need some sort of boost? All you got to do is plug a promo code that ties into an incentive and see measurable, tangible results that very same day. Podcasting is the internet's fastest growing ad platform, and you can reach customers and partners now. To find out more about our ad opportunities and how podcast plugs can work for you, get in touch with us at podcast at KUAM.com. Just think about it. Your ad could be running right here instead of my shrill voice, and your business would have a big leg up on the competition. So don't let this opportunity to connect with customers, extend your reach, and increase your effective exposure pass you by. Get in touch with the KUM digital marketing experts by emailing podcasts at KUAM.com. That's podcasts, plural, at KUAM.com. And let us put together an effective marketing plan for your stuff, just like this ad has been. See what I did there? All right, everybody. We're going to talk to you soon. But for now, let's get you back to this podcast. Is is the um, is the programming the same for everybody? Nope, because there's all kinds of things. Sometimes people are, they have pre-existing conditions mm-hmm. and, and stuff, and there are certain things that I don't coach. You never see me do ollie lifts because I don't feel like I'm qualified to do it. Yeah. I mean, I haven't done them in a long time, and I I just I, I don't feel like I can cue it properly, so I don't. Yeah. Do it. So I'll I'll do other stuff to like get them into triple extension or yeah. things like that, as opposed to doing a snatch, right? So. Mm-hmm. Um, that's good that's yeah. good I, I like that the for a lot of people that want to to work with you right and they 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 just come in and, and start up with you is is the approach um is the approach just hey get in there do this and is it kind of like a boot camp kind of thing or is it working with them little by no, little no so we're going to find out you know what their goals are you know if it's 
for athletic development. And then almost everything begins with an assessment, yeah. right? And so we do the assessment, which involves a, a movement screen. You know, I've been using uh, the functional movement screen uh, process. And I kind of tweaked it too. You know, I had some, some other stuff. I so hey, but um, yeah. So it starts with that, and then See, he's he's super popular. People <laughs> are just coming in to say hi to him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that, that then basically, uh, and then how you know how they score in that is where we we start working off the thing, and then I take them through. Ideally, if everything is set up right, then there's a period of you know general physical preparedness where they're doing stuff just to get them ready mm -hmm. to start the thing but it's very hard i find even with some of the like real athletes it's like it's hard to set up a a, a full-scale periodation program because they're not really like professional athletes right yeah they have other obligations right and then you know it's hard i, I to think that it. that's a hard thing too yeah. because these athletes on guam they don't get paid for it yeah right or they get paid very little yeah right and, and so, they they have other jobs exactly whereas athletes in the states that get sponsored or yeah they get and that's all they do it. they practice yeah they train how long is your periodization how, how long do you work with people uh or how long do you set the program it for? depends like for brogan and frank it's like hey I wish we would get more notice, and sometimes it's just like six weeks, right? So oh, wow. lately with Brogan, is like every, whenever she's outside of a, um, uh, or in between fights, we just move that back to like strength, mobility work, mm -hmm. to just keep trying to get her stronger, stronger, and then, because I already know the minimum time we're going to get is sometimes eight weeks, yeah, that's not right. a lot. Of and then, time. She, but Brogan is is great because she stays in pretty good shape. Yeah, year round. Even if her her weight comes up, you know, it's not it's not too much. But she's always busy. Yeah, you know, she doesn't miss a lot of strength se sessions. She's still training BJJ almost, you know, five six days a week. Do you think uh, her body type or her lifestyle, because it's so active, do you think it allows her to to have those those times where she can kind of relax? Every once in a while, yeah, but she doesn't do it yeah. much. I mean, she, she's like motivated, trained both her and her husband. Yeah, that's a good thing is like they train together too. So, so then on the flip side, right? You take a average Joe that that's not an athlete. Mm -hmm. How long of a program would you put them on? Mm, it's got to be at least six to eight weeks. Do you, Do you feel that people? Most of my clients, is, it's like they want fat loss, right? Yeah, so, and they want it fast. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you have to? Do you feel like sometimes you have to like bring them down? I don't, I don't know if I'm saying this. Bring them down to earth and be like, "Hey, this is not going to happen fast." Yeah. It, two two weeks, four weeks, we yeah. may not see a lot of change, but yeah. after that, yeah. That's why I always give minimum for my training. It's minimum four weeks commitment, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Because after four weeks, they're going to see they're gonna, they're at least going to feel better, mm -hmm. right? Feel stronger, be more mobile, yeah. right? Uh, maybe even if they're and they'll pro they're going to get you know change in body composition. They might not see scale weight change, yeah. but then after that it starts happening for them. And if they can stick past that, and then it, you know, then that becomes motivating yeah. for them as well. Once how, they start seeing the changes, how big of a challenge do you think that is? Scale scale weight. I think for a lot of people, it it is. It messes with their yeah their heads, right? Yeah, even even uh, top level athletes, yeah. yeah. And I think a lot of people like to weigh Monday, 
So why do you weigh Monday? Because <laughs> I you know ate you like crap on Sunday. Yeah, and of course, you know, you, you ate more carbs, you ate more sodium, barbecue and all that. Of course, you're going to weigh more. It doesn't necessarily mean yeah. you gain three pounds, right? Yeah. Right? It's like, that's probably three pounds of, you know, yeah. water weight mostly. But if you keep doing that, yeah, it's going to, you know. Yeah, it's gonna add, add up, but so it's what, like the worst time to wait. What kind of approach do you take with those people that say, "Steve, man, I want to lose, uh, <laughs> I lose ten pounds in a month." Yeah, those are the ones I don't. I mean, sometimes it's unavoidable. It's like, a lot wait, of times, wait, here, I want to lose ten pounds in a month, but I only want to work out three days a week. Yeah, that's when you're gonna go pretty <laughs> much keto. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, to be honest, you get a lot of that with brides. Yep. Oh yeah, right? they, yeah, yeah. They have yeah. this date, and they didn't do anything, and really, and the date is like short. It's yeah. like a month yeah, or, or less, or yeah, or two months, right? Which is more doable. But they've been so busy planning the wedding, and yeah. you know, they haven't been taking care of themselves, and then they want to, you know, or maybe. God forbid they can't fit their wedding dress. Right? But <laughs> that happens a lot for that. And then the other thing too, I mean, not speaking down, it's just the by nature of when they're notified is like the pageant girls. I train ah, lots of pageant girls too, and it's like, yeah. whoa, what do you expect? And you know, yeah, your pageant's five months, or five weeks from now. Yeah, and they want they want like dramatic changes. Yeah, how, how do you deal with that? Oh, I just tell them we got to be up front, man. I tell them, you know, we can, we can change, or, you know, make some drastic changes, uh, but it's still not guaranteeing you're gonna you're gonna do that, you know. Yeah. And you know, give them a lot of homework, and it's, a lot of times they they can't physically do it because their their requirements for the pageant is so demanding, you know. Yeah, they have to be here at a certain time. That so a lot of the stuff they're gonna have to do on their own outside of meeting with me, yeah. right? How, how often do you see people? Like, is um, five days a week, seven days a week? For most people, no. Yeah, a lot of it's just three times. Most average is three times. I mean, of course, the athletes, the, uh, if they're training for a, um, an event, I'll see them more than that. Mm-hmm. And the bodybuilders that I work with, it's like seasonal, like right around this time. And so a lot of a lot of it is just the uh, nutrition. I do some training, but at least they're in. If they're training in the same gym. I get to see what they're doing, right? Yeah. And I can tell them, hey, you need to pick up the pick up the pace or, you know, your cardio, you know. Your, your cardio your, sucks. Yeah, you're walking. Oh, no. <laughs> you know, it's like I know we said low end, but, hey, you can walk faster than that. Yeah. Get your heart rate up a little higher, right? Yeah. How, how, do you think, <clears throat> how do you think the gym scene and the fitness industry in Guam, how do you think that's changed over the past 10, 15 years? Well, one thing, and I think it's great, and I think, uh, I don't know when, I'll throw a number out there in the next 10, 15 years, we're going to see some of the, like, the rates of like diabetes and, and uh, heart disease come down. Mm-hmm. I believe so, because too. Because I see people, younger people, and I think that has a lot to do with social media, mm-hmm. training more often than like when I, when, I, when I was their age. And on the flip side, it's... I also see a lot of older people coming in, and unfortunately, when I'm speaking to them, I find out it's because their doctors are telling them, you have to do this. You, yeah. know? you have diabetes, you need to manage it, you have this. And so they're starting to do stuff. But, you know, if these young people keep that are working out now at a younger age keep 
keep that up, you know, maybe not at the same intensity, but I think we're going to see, you know, a lot of those those diseases like diabetes and and, and heart disease come down. Hopefully, yeah, obesity in general yeah, come yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. I I'm I'm kind of very optimistic that with everything that's going on with you, um, very. Uh, much on social media uh, with what I do with a lot of our friends and everyone that's in in the scene everyone posting stuff people there's more knowledge out there yeah right so it's it's getting people more motivated right mm-hmm. and you can see a big change in what past I would say past 10 years now every weekend I like I'll I'll be on me and my son will be on our way to uh, to do jujitsu or something right at 5 6 in the morning yeah. and the roads are always like blocked off because there's a 5k yeah and there's good. tons of people yeah, yeah. you know that's, that's amazing some of them are getting 3,000 you know yeah. that's crazy but it's good crazy and then the other thing a lot of people think oh Steve that doesn't concern you but I'm seeing some of these other trainers that are doing the short boot camp type mm-hmm. things um the, that's really not my gig, but I see a lot of those things happening too, like at the parks and stuff. You know, yeah, where yeah, you're, yeah, yeah, you're, yeah. They're doing more calisthenic type things, yeah. and you know, maybe working with TRXs and stuff. Mm-hmm. With the, you know, it's that makes it more affordable when you train big groups like yeah. that. But um, that's really not my forte. But I'm seeing a lot of that, right? Yeah, and that's that's a good thing too. Do you, do you think the gym in general? Do you think the gyms have changed? Yeah, atmosphere, equipment. What 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 to you is the biggest thing that's changed? Uh, I'm thinking like a lot of the 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 classes, and I'm thinking uh, at least at Paradise, you know, they're really they're getting a lot more personal trainers involved, mm-hmm. and so people are willing to to, to spend on personal training, um, and that wasn't always the case. Yeah, but I think back just then, I think there's more variety too. So yeah, you know, we've got a lot yeah, of the yeah. boxes coming up. You know that are that are like um, custom and a lot of CrossFit boxes, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then even those the places like James started. Sorry, I keep forgetting what it's called. Uh, urban, urban, yeah. yeah. Um, you know they all filled little niches, so mm-hmm. it shows that the, the the and even synergy that the the industry is you know growing is growing, and you know there's. You know, Synergy's been around for a long time. Custom's yeah. been around. So obviously, there's there's demand for it yeah. to be able to for the, for these businesses to be able to stay open. Yeah, I think that's one thing I like about um what uh, Mike and the, and those guys at uh, Paradise Fitness Center are doing in the set. They're making it. Uh, more available they're making everything yeah. more available you know yeah. access to personal trainers access to classes yeah. access classes to changing, yeah. um, weights and even the way they, they structure their gym uh, when I was going there a long time ago right out of high school <coughs> college it was it was a lot of um, machines yeah you know and then I started going into the free weight kind of stuff yeah and then now they have the yeah. upstairs yeah. Um, yeah. what do they call it the uh, uh, paradise performance yeah the performance yeah. area yeah. That that's freaking awesome yeah you know, so changing uh, for the better, to, just to meet the demand of people. Yeah. And I think because like social media puts out so much stuff on how people are working out, it's mm-hmm. it's always changing. Yeah, and it, I think it's good for some of these others. So now there's a uh, like a functional class at uh, Bella and um, Brandon teach up there. So it gives people, you know, it's a different type of class. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm seeing people that 
just used to lift weights, bodybuilding style, or yeah. maybe circuit train. I, I've been seeing them in there too, and they're having a good time at it. It yeah. breaks the, the monotony of your, of your training. You take one or two classes like that a week, right? Yeah. And, you know, keeps you out of the, the weight room, but you're still lifting weights, right? But mm-hmm. you're learning something new. What's, what's your biggest pet peeve at the gym? Right now, man, it's, <laughs> uh, I would have to say it's sitting on equipment and texting or 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 um being on social media because some people stay there long you know i can see somebody doing a live feed hey, hey do that that's cool but man if if people i don't really gym, do that like a live feed the whole time they're working out not the whole life they oh. do little you know snippets okay and stuff. or or they're trying to film but sometimes they'll film something and they won't do a live and then they're sitting on that equipment and then they're they're watching off, what they're right? doing yeah. or they posted it and they're looking at their responses right away, right? They're tying stuff up. That that kills me. Yeah. I was just, I had this thought, like, maybe a couple of weeks ago. I was like, maybe if I bought, like, foldable chairs and <laughs> put them in here and just mark this one, the Facebook chair. This is the right. IG chair. And just put them all over. If, That's where you go sit. When if you you're post posting it. shit, yeah. then sit here. Yeah. Right? Yeah. What's, um, what is, what's one of the funniest things you've seen? At the gym, one of the funniest things are there used to be a guy who <laughs> would fall asleep on the <laughs> leg press every mo- either either at five in the morning or five in the afternoon, and he was a construction <laughs> worker. I don't know if the guy was like just like narcoleptic. Wait, or- was he was he working out at the gym in his in his construction clothes? Yeah, so, you're like, I, I remember yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. a dude doing that. Uh, like he would come guy? straight from work and yeah, in yeah. boots and yeah. shit, and then just yeah. you know working out. Yeah, and then he'd rest and he'd fall asleep. But <laughs> hey, man, the guy had a hard hard work. I session. have a picture of it, but um, <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Um, okay, so while you're posting on social media, right, and you're posting your your clients and everything that you're doing, how? How effective is that for you? For you, how how much have of an impact has social media made for you? Man, it's been tremendous. I was like, I think I was a late late responder for like Facebook. People were doing Facebook. They kept t- telling me how you should do, it and I would never do it. Facebook or Instagram? Which one you like better? Uh, I like Instagram better. Me too. Now, yeah. because there seems, at least for the interim, there's like no novels that get posted. Right, it's just short, concise. For the most part, people are positive. Every once in a while, you'll get somebody mm-hmm. who's just overly critical or, you know. Um, but um, it's it. when I started it, I I immediately saw the... The turnaround. The, the yeah, well, the how important it could be you know yeah. as a as a marketing tool i never even really looked at it how i got how i got on facebook was because i got hurt really bad i was like i dropped the weight on my foot i remember and that yeah, I was, yeah yeah so i fractured all the metatarsals in my thing so i was home for like a couple of weeks so the swelling went down and then i finally joined facebook <laughs> you know they joined the world from, yeah and then i started connecting with like like high school friends that i had not heard from yeah. in forever and then so that and then of course then I jumped over to Instagram and Instagram is like kind of it's like simple to use it's yeah. like you know it happens quick you can post stuff and it's like yeah I, I get almost I would say almost all my like um, inquiries and requests come through Instagram yeah. like uh, 
messages, you know, because yeah. it gives me a chance to just snapshot. You know, it might not. It doesn't mean that's all I do, but hey, here, this is what my clients and I do it different. You know, I'm an older trainer. You know, I no longer have a six pack or anything like that. So my style is different. I'm, you know, I'm showing what I can do f- mm-hmm. for, for them. you versus hey, this is this is how I look. Yeah. You know. But, yeah. uh, hey, but the results are in yeah. are in your clients, right? Uh, yeah. And that's what matters. Well, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I like to showcase my clients. Do you, get, um, do you get a lot of hate? No, I don't. And, you know, actually, and I prefer it this way, is almost, I have probably have like 1,500 followers. Almost all of that is organic. I like it like that, too. Yeah. There was, early on, there was like, um, it wasn't hate towards me. It was hate towards one of my clients. I don't know who it was. So mm-hmm. I just blocked that person. That's the only instance I've ever yeah. had. So no, I haven't. I haven't had that. Do you feel like? Um, do you feel that you're putting yourself out there for people to to kind of attack you? You know, when you're when you're putting stuff out. Uh yeah, I can. It hasn't happened yet. I mean, some, but I don't. I mean, like I said, if what I'm doing is wrong, I'm open to correction. I mean, there are a lot of whole, like a lot of more well-known and more educated trainers and even people that are older than me have been doing that like stateside and some of them follow me yeah um i haven't gotten anything but like i said i'm i'm open to to correction to learning new stuff you know i've done lots of things even locally with athletes that i'm training that just got out of rehab or are in rehab with like um dr ryan and Mm -hmm. uh even um chris fernandez i have one of his clients now so you know i work with them i like i said earlier it's like i'm never too proud of a person to refer out or and and that's how you even uh to be that since you mentioned it so one of the clients that i'm training from soar um basketball player she got injured her physical therapist over at SOAR asked me yesterday, hey, Steve, would you mind sharing me um, what you have programmed for for um, this person? And I was like, sure. I sent it to him, and, you know, he made one. He's much younger than me, mm-hmm. but obviously he's a doctor of physical therapy, so, yeah. you know, I'm, so I was, he, he was, I was like, hey, let me know if, if there's any concerns in the programming. And he was like, no, just one, one switch. Maybe you shouldn't, you know, you have this uh, chest press from a uh, from a bridge position he's like but you're having her do um rdls earlier so maybe that's a little bit too much work no i never thought of that to me i was like hmm in my head i was like her last couple sessions i think she's ready yeah to for a little more you know hamstring work a little more posterior chain work but he his thought was maybe it's too close because she just did it yeah uh put more stress on that on that muscle yeah yeah so i was like hey fine thanks that's cool yeah but so no, I haven't really gotten a whole bunch of hate. No, I can't. That's good. Yeah, that, and I, I don't. And I don't, I don't think go, I have either. I don't go on people's pages. I think you ask for that too when you start doing that to other yeah. people. I mean, do I get along with every single person in the fitness industry here? No, I, I had disagreements with them. Yeah, but I don't stalk their page and like yeah make fun of them. You know, they have stuff to offer, and yeah. you know, I, I may I think not that's, care for them as a person, but you know. I think that's life in general. Everybody yeah. has their own opinion to things. Mm-hmm. You like one thing, I like another. Yeah. You know, am I going to go and bash you for not liking things the way I like yeah. it? No. It, you live your life, I live mine. Yeah. You know? Um, for you, where does fitness and nutrition meet? Where do they meet in the middle? I don't know. What do you mean, actually? Do, how, how important are both? Is, Man, is they're, one, both, they're both important. 
Okay. Uh, yeah, I think they're equally important. Equally, okay, there. Yeah. That's where I was getting. Equally yeah. important. I have. There's a lot of people that will focus on. I'm just going to eat the way I want to, and I'm going to work out as hard as I can, yeah. and then that's that's what yeah. I'm going to do. Or, but should, this is their goals way over here. Exactly, and it's going to take both of them. Right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. How, how do you deal with that? Do you do you have clients like that? Yeah, and then I have to. I just have to educate them. Yeah. But I have also have clients who they don't necessarily eat like trash, but you know, but they don't care about the scale. They just want to eat, be stronger and mm-hmm. and be, and feel better, right? Yeah. So, um, and then you get like, okay, you get a, the brides that come in, mm-hmm. right? And they want to lose 10 pounds in a month. Yeah. What's, what's the kind of, uh, what kind of nutrition program do you put them on? Man, so I always tell them I'm not a registered dietitian or nutritionist. I have lots of like certs and other stuff mm-hmm. like way back when Gold's were on Apex and now the, you know, the PN, uh, but I'm not uh, a registered dietitian. But the fastest way that I know of, you know, and it's not always is, and, and I think that's why it's popular right now, and it's, you know, is probably keto. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, that, and, and that's been going on for a long time, yeah, right? Yeah. So, I mean, if, if that's really what they want, that's, but they don't, you know, there's like a, what do they call it? The break-in period yeah. with keto, right? Initially, you don't feel so good. Yeah, the first you know, week or two. Week, yeah. yeah, right. So, so, so for you, when you're working with your clients, you give them a, a fitness program, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, you talk to them about their nutrition. Yeah, and if they want nutrition advice, I give it to them. And I, my stuff is so basic. Yeah. Okay. I think it should be. Yeah. I tell them, well, one, if they just cleaned up what they ate. And if they understand two things, their resting metabolic rate and their their total caloric expenditure, energy, right? yeah. energy, what they output. And if their goal is fat loss, that they have to stay below there and not go below their RMR mm-hmm. for too long mm-hmm. because that will slow your metabolism down too. Yeah. But if they knew that and ate clean, and I mean... When I say clean, is eating as close to the source as possible, right? Yeah. So eating fresh vegetables and and uh, you know carbs from grains, right? As opposed to you know breads and stuff that are that are um, the flour's been yeah. milled and all that stuff, right? And eating lean, you know, lean protein sources. So one of the things I don't know where I came up, probably from a book. Uh, I think Mark Verstegen. It's like. The less feet, the better the meat. I've right? never heard that. Right? And then I've even tweaked it, and I put that even from land to sea. So you know, fish is going to be better even then, if you look than 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 like uh, shrimp and yeah and. Well, I, I like that. Yeah. I like that. And then just like the less feet, the better the meat. Yeah. And then also. You know, make your salads a rainbow yeah. and all that. Just adding lots of colors. And I always tell them to like start with, start their meals with with like a salad. Yeah. You know, let's fill them up. You I know. think that's that's the first yeah. the first step that I take with a lot of uh, with my customers is they'll come in and they'll, they'll be, hey, I want to lose weight. Right? I'm like, well, how do you eat right now? You know, instead of like yeah. pushing you towards a certain yeah. diet, let's take a look at what yeah. you're eating and yeah. let's make some minor tweaks there and then we'll yeah. transition in to some sort yeah. of program. But don't just throw somebody into that. Yeah. You know, you're not gonna you're gonna you're not gonna take an average Joe off the street and throw them into a hardcore yeah. workout. So I'm not gonna take the average person and throw yeah. them into a 
just throw them into the keto diet or a very super exactly. low caloric diet. Yeah. You know? Yeah, even with the bodybuilders now, the, the, the bodybuilders and say even the, like Brogan when she's in camp. So I, I actually, I'm the one that, that puts those, those numbers together mm-hmm. for them, right? And um, the bodybuilders actually do the actual diet. So, but I always ask them what. So I have this master food list that I call performance foods, right? Mm-hmm. I have them go there, and I was like, go in there. It's on a uh, Word file. I like, go in there and just delete everything that you will not absolutely eat. So I don't put it into your diet. Yeah. Because, you know, if you're not going to eat it and, I, and you're just forcing yourself to eat it because they told you to eat it, then we're just setting yourself up for failure, exactly. right? Yeah. So. You, you get people that come in like, oh, I don't want to eat anything green. <laughs> yeah. I don't eat vegetables. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I got. I get like, a lot of clients that come in. They're like, "Yeah, you know, I wanna, I wanna lose weight. I wanna eat healthy, but I don't like vegetables." I'm like, "Well, that's yeah. where we need to start yeah. first. Let's find a vegetable, vegetable you like, yeah. and let's build off of that." Yeah. It's 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 it always like was a uh, it was always funny to me that there are people out there that still don't appreciate vegetables. For, yeah. I mean, for what they're worth, you know, mm-hmm. and like what they do for the body. Yeah. But hey, that's the way. People have been eating for a long time, so they get used to that. Yeah, and lately, I, I always buy you know, whatever in season first locally. Yeah, right. Yeah, so like you looked at my cooking on there for a while. It's like lots of everything with green beans. Yeah, because I love green beans, but I'll just make stir fry with everything. With yeah, there, right. Yeah, me too. Stir fry is super easy, yeah. and you throw in a, a ton of vegetables. Yeah. Biggest question I got for you before we close, right? Biggest thing to me is is there's there's even for me personally, there's people that will get motivated, get into the gym, do whatever they want, go work out at Paseo with whatever crew they're with, mm-hmm. go running or whatever, join a club, whatever, whatever it is. And then a few months down the line, they get into the funk. You know what the funk is, right? Yeah. Yeah. How do you get out of that funk? Man, uh, the funk could be for so many and, things. And it's, and it's two things. Yeah. So funk with, with how you're eating yeah. and then funk with your your workouts okay so i don't know a lot of times when that happens people go like go into it like way too fast with way too much energy right especially with like the dieting they start way too quick and a lot of times like when i ask people what they're eating it's like whoa you're just eating this is one girl i just spoke to i was like um you know i i was showing her something what i thought she should be eating um and she even took tests over at at uh, um, with with Dr. Claros. Okay. The, right. And she came back. I was trying to explain to her what that meant. She's like, "Yeah, I've only been eating uh, 800 calories." I was like, "Yeah, that's what's going to set you up later on when you're going to blow it. You're, you know, yeah. you're way below your your resting metabolic rate, which here is saying it's, you know, almost 1400 calories. So you've been starving yourself. Mm-hmm. It's like what happens is like eventually you're going to break. Yeah. And you're going to something might trigger it you know you might go to a restaurant and you thought you're just going to eat you know grilled fish and something next thing you know you're eating so that's one thing just jumping in too quick and then with exercise man I always like with training that's why I always um, I always tell people that you know get if you don't need to be in the gym don't be in there and just make little tweaks to your 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 trainings it doesn't always have to be 
uh, say you're training legs, your leg routine does not have to be the same leg routine Squats week all to the week. Time. Yeah, maybe you can your 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 base exercise is a squat, then you can leave it that. But everything that's around it, change that up. You know, or who knows? Maybe you 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 back squatted this week, front squat your next session. Yeah, and then change the ancillary accessory or jump. Or, yeah, it works. Yeah, yeah. Jump for height or something. Yeah. But uh, just getting, and then even like people come back. I, don't, I still don't know why people come back to the gym on their like rest days. At least the ones that I <laughs> prescribing cardio for to like run on the treadmill or do so. You know, cause some of them hate it. I'm like, yeah. why don't you go outside? You know, go even go on a hike. Yeah, you know that counts as activity. You know, on 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 like um, you know active recovery days. Yeah, it was like, yeah, you. Jog lightnings, but I mean, you're gonna make yourself sick of the gym. Yeah, in I, here. I feel like I always have to. Um, for me, there always has to be some sort of end result for something, right? Yeah. So if I'm if I'm running, there has to be some sort of race I'm preparing yeah. for, okay. or any sport that I do, I ha- there has to be some sort of competition. Yeah. Or if I'm doing jujitsu, is there a competition coming up yeah. that I can get into that makes what I'm doing have a purpose, mm-hmm. right? And then some some days I'll get into a funk like like now, right? I'm like, mm-hmm. well. Don't take this the wrong way. Not not to you, but yeah. don't take this the wrong way, la. But, you know, because my wife is pregnant, mm-hmm. there's nothing really I can do. There's no real goal because I can't commit to anything. Yeah. So if I can't commit to anything, there's no reason for me to really start it. Uh, right? So I'm in this kind of funk that's just like I'm going through the motions. I'm working out because I have to. I'm eating relatively clean because I just don't want to get fat. Yeah. And then it's just, it's like, just yeah. stable you know like how <coughs> how and when does that change and how do i get out of that that's yeah i think a lot of it has to do with like goal setting and mm-hmm. you know just you know tweaking your workouts so that it's always you know said so it's fun yeah. one thing and just i mean even just being able to add variety into you know i found that up, out yeah. too so like yeah. uh i i feel like i recently just took up again uh mm-hmm. swimming so on days where I'm supposed to run three, four miles, I'll go and I'll, I'll go to the pool and I'll swim for like an hour and I'll be like gassed. I'm like, oh, yeah. this is what I needed. You yeah. know, something, something just totally different. Yeah. You know, how, how do you think for, for everybody out there on Guam, right, that wants to either work with you or just try to, to do something different, what's the first thing they should do? Uh, well, first step for you. First step for me, I think, I mean, to... It's kind of cliche, but one, you got to make sure you're you're cleared to work out, right? <laughs> and uh, and um, is really commit. I mean, if you're committed, and I have the time, I'm going to put put you in. I, I lot, lot of I was just discussing this with one of the younger trainers today. He's telling me about all his cancellations, right? I kind of feel bad for him because I I rarely get cancellations, yeah. you know. So I mean, I I'm I think I'm pretty good about getting clients who. Who, who want to commit? They're committed mm-hmm. already. I don't have to do that work for them, right? I think some of people are like. I even have a client that I, I just picked up. Who's man? She's been working out for like forever. I first met her at Gold's, and mm-hmm. she, since Gold's closed, she moved over to Paradise, like I did. And she's been there, and she finally came to me for a training. And she's like, "Oh, this whole time I felt like I I needed to 
to train harder first to be able to train with you. I'm like, yeah. no, no, it doesn't work like that. I, I never but understood I that. Yeah. It's like people that want to work out that I go, oh, wait, give me a, give me a workout before I jump into that class. I'm like, yeah. for what? You're, yeah. you're going to do that class so you yeah. can get, so you can start working out. You don't yeah. have to prepare to work out. You just go yeah. fucking work out. Oh, I mean, you just go yeah. work out. Yeah. Uh, I, but yeah, so I don't know. As long as they're, you know, they have that commitment, and there's room in my schedule. I'll, I'll do it. I, I really enjoy doing what I do. How can how can people get a hold of you? Uh, on Instagram, it's kind of well. You can just search my name, Steve Show. I have, I mean, my whatever they call it, the screen name comes up. Oh, Shibumi yeah. me with all underscores between that, or they can call uh, Paradise, or they can call my my cell four eight eight two one three two. Okay. So, yeah. Cool. But yeah, most lately I've been getting almost everything through social media. You know, that's good. Yeah, I, I think it's been a big help yeah. for for every business, for everybody that's starting yeah. off or has been in business and wants yeah. to move forward. I think yeah. it's been a big help. Yeah, good and bad. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But hey, good good and bad exposure is still exposure. Yeah. You know, so it's it's good. Yeah. Um, I think that about wraps it up. Anything you want to say? No, last? just thanks for having me, man. Cool. cool. Um, if you guys are still very, very interested in starting up a, a fitness program or getting healthier, uh, check out Steve. Check him out at Paradise Fitness Center or check out his Instagram. Message him. If you're looking at uh, some way to to tackle you know, eating healthier or you don't know where to start with that, give me a call at The Boca Box, uh, 922-2652, or hit us up on our Instagram as well, The Boca Box. And um, I guess that's it for, for this week. We'll see you guys next week on Boca Talks. Adios. Adios.